0: Hey what's up guys, it's Rico here, CEO of SourceFine Asia, Coast of International Podcast and the host of the SourceFine Asia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one, another podcast episode. This episode was an answer that I gave to an article that should be out in the next couple of weeks. It's called Market Watch Founder Spotlight. The website, Market Watch is like sort of an economic review a little bit of politics but mostly business international business and they have this series called market watch is a pretty interesting series where they you know take founders of companies and ask them questions about their business and life so this was a question where they asked me what would i tell myself if i was just getting started and I, actually i was i recorded it and it was supposed to be transcribed and then i realized like this could be an interesting audio clip to release as a bonus for the for the podcast so here we are Without further ado, enjoy. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. This is an interesting question because I actually asked the same question. I have like an article that I did where I asked uh, a bunch of entrepreneurs about their perspective on business in China, what they would do if they were starting again or what, they would, what advice they would give themselves. Um, so, I mean, there's two parts. I think there's the China business-specific answer and then there's the general business answer. So I'll start with the China business-specific answer. I think what I would tell myself, I would say maybe spend a little bit more time building the relationships with your suppliers on a personal level i mean i spent a lot of times in factories i think over the last five years i've probably been to well over 100 factories and there were times where you know i I went on sourcing trips with clients and or even just myself and my, my staff where it was two three days or even five days i think the the most amount of time i spent in one factory multiple factories was a 10 14 day trip in northern china where it was just like most of the time in the same factory, but going to other factories as well. And you learn a lot from those. In fact, I have a video called Five Days in Antong, where that was one of those sourcing trips. You learn a lot from spending that amount of time with um, the management staff and uh, the owners of the, of the business and things like that. So, I mean, the thing that changes, like the way business in China was done 15 plus years ago, 10 plus years ago, is... It was very much relationship based it was more like let's build our friendship first or let's get to know each other on a personal level first before we really dive deep into the business side of things and if you did that then you know that works in your favor that's why a lot of stuff in china was handshake deals over drinks and things like that well like my business partner china mike i mean he's talked about it before like he would have business meetings where he's traveling from another city to the factory they would talk about business for five to 20 minutes and then they'd end up you know partying for for a day or two, two days so that's kind of the way it was done before when i came on i took a little bit more of a restraint like approach i took a little bit more of a western uh, business approach. It's like if i went for a business meeting with the factory i would be there for most of the time i would be there for like two hours have the actual business meeting and then when they would want to invite me to have lunch or dinner or whatever, I would excuse myself because I'd be like, Look, I need to get back to the office. Um, you know, we're paying our driver hourly. I can't really have the driver stay too long. Like, I would have some, you know, and then also I had other meetings. So I was very, like, strategic in the amount of time, how I allocated my time towards those trips. Like I said, I did spend. A lot of time with factories and sometimes I would say yes to a lunch or yes to a dinner but I try not to do that too often because a lot of times it's, it can feel like a waste of time but I, again just my perspective one time when I spent 10 days in, in northern China in, in Nantong and Nantong and Suzhou and stuff I learned from hanging out with the boss a little bit more of a person like what happens is the facade gets dropped so the the first day that you're hanging out you know they're trying to put their best face forward and you know not to not be too emotional or anything like that and then you end up like spending the entire day together lunch dinner and all that stuff and then after dinner you have drinks and maybe you go to like a ktv which is uh for for westerners it's just like a karaoke bar and you know by joe and more drinks and you meet his friends and all that stuff and then by the next day when you're having dinner again all of a sudden like the conversation would shift to you know hey by the way I've been thinking like if your client could do this this and that it would be much better for us and our relationship on our communication or or the management of the the orders. So these would be uh, you know things that they would never really say to a client directly unless they built this sort of trust or relationship with them. So I think there is a there's a benefit that's what i would tell myself is just spend a little bit more time with these owners and 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 managers of the of the factories because it's going to give you more insight into how they think how they view their business and how you know the relationship between your client and the factory can grow or you know develop sometimes you learn that maybe the factory isn't the right factory for your client in terms of how the they, the perspective they have on the business i had another situation where i was with a factory boss and over time we you know there were some issues i was brought onto the project to try to help fix those issues and in the course of spending days with him you know eventually i was i mean i was asking i was making suggestions on how to improve things in his factory how to systemize, how to, you know, get better. And then he eventually just told me, he's like, I honestly, I'm happy with just keeping our business the way it is right now and and the size and and the way we operate. Like, I don't want to get a bigger factory. I don't want to like spend so much time improving all this other stuff. The only reason is like, if it was up to me, I would never do any of that stuff. I'm just only doing it for this particular client, which was a big red flag for me because that meant that the, from the top, of the business meaning the owner and then the rest of the, the business nobody really wanted to implement any improvements and the client was trying to expand and and, and you know take their business to the next level but then your factory doesn't want to do that and if you're pumping you know 80% of your goods through that factory that's going to be a problem right there's going to be a stage where you know, the, the, the growth from the client doesn't match the growth of the factory and that causes a lot of problems. So, you know, it's it's really important to have, uh, to spend that time with with your partners. In terms of just the general business, um, what would I have told myself starting out? As a consultant, I think I would have just told myself to, to respect my ability and time more. Like, uh, and what I mean by that is just basically like um, when you're starting off, even though my business partner had a lot of experience, I was inexperienced, so I felt sometimes a little bit guilty to ask for certain things from clients, or I was undercharging for our services. And then also, what happens is you end up taking on certain projects with clients that you don't particularly work well with, just because of the money, and because, and because, like again, it's uh, you're not lacking a little bit of confidence in the value that you're giving. Whereas like now I know like we've rejected clients before uh, multiple times and then we've actually even fired clients before where we worked with them and then you know basically after about a month or so we realized that the client like it was going to be so difficult to work with that it's not worth the money that they're paying us and then we would you know ask if we'd then terminate the, the agreement and I can tell you 100% of the time the times when I didn't respect the value of what we're doing and it's been a long time since we had a situation like this It's probably been like four years since we had uh, a client like that but i can tell you every single time that's happened it didn't end well it it ended with you know the the client being upset about something and or it ended up with us being upset about something ended up with maybe some disaster with uh you know the the production time you know, with the factory maybe like they brought us on and we already knew that this client wasn't giving us all the information, so when we started working with the actual factory that they'd, they'd sourced before us, and then we start to see as we um, sort of um, unweave <laughs> more information, we start to learn all of the, the mishaps that have happened between the factory and the client and the, the client wants us to come in and sort of perform a miracle so it's always it's always important to like really respect the value that you're giving in turn that means that you will charge the right amount of money for your services you'll pick better clients you'll never pick a client just purely based off of money it always just has to be whether the working relationship is going to be good or not hey what's up guys thanks for listening to this episode of the made in china podcast if you want to reach out to us that's podcast at sourcefineasia.com if you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched that's sourcefineasia.com slash made in china and be sure to also check out our youtube channel Sourcefinasia, all one word cheers the good weeds lit on this one yeah riding by myself uh yeah. Uh, the world turning, the weed burning Them haters talking, I keep earning No some will say life's a bitch Well, I'ma keep flirting And fuck that bitch for the money And Louis V purchases Old folks jog my car Cause they know just what this is Niggas flexing hard with no bars They got weak service Keep verses, Mortal combat. Look at my ring If I ain't brawling, bitch Then what you call that? Nothing but net Ain't back cause I never left I did everything